So, what did you what did you have for breakfast this morning? I had oh, this is actually such a good one. So, <laughs> normally I have oatmeal. Nine out of ten days, I have oatmeal. Sometimes when I'm feeling lazy, I have the instant oatmeal, like Quaker Oats. I have the brown sugar and maple syrup ones. Throw it in there, mix it up, all good. But nice, co- good. a couple months ago, I ordered a pack of dinosaur oatmeal to Peter's house, right? Because I wanted him to experience dinosaur oatmeal. Have you ever had dinosaur oatmeal? Yeah, like a long time ago. Yeah, so for the listeners, if you're unaware what this is, it's basically brown sugar oatmeal that has little dinosaur eggs inside. And so when you pour the oatmeal into your bowl, there's the oats, brown sugar, and then you have the dinosaur eggs. Now, once you pour the boiling water on top of the oatmeal, the heat from the water starts to melt the eggs, and then you're left with little dinosaur candies in your oatmeal. No And it's way. the best thing ever. So I mixed the dinosaur I don't oatmeal that. with the brown sugar oatmeal, and it was a banger breakfast. How about you? Nice. Okay, well, first question, how do you make your oatmeal? And then I'll tell you what I had. How do I make my... I do it the lazy way. Uh, so this time I did the lazy way. Normally, I would heat up the oats. Like, I'd pour the oats in the water and actually, like, cook the oats. And then I'd uh, put into a bowl with brown sugar, uh, cinnamon, and blueberries. But this is just heated water into a bowl. So I I get I get the same stuff, the brown sugar oatmeal. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's my breakfast on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Because I just have less time in the morning due to, like, the classes that I have those days. Um, and so it'll be just the packet, pour that into a bowl, and then you fill that packet to the line with water. I just fill that to the line, pour that on top of the oatmeal, put it in the microwave for two minutes. And technically that's how – that's just as is. That's what it says, like, the quick and easy way is. But then I add a little bit of honey, slices of bananas, and powdered uh, brown – or uh, not, not – brown sugar uh ground cinnamon and mix that all in and it's really good but that's i didn't i actually have never done it the way with like boiling water first so you're just microwaving it right i'm just micro yeah it's the easiest morning breakfast for sure i didn't even think about like pouring the water into the bag i mean that's probably a really bad idea to do that with boiling water so oh no (laughs) i just i just take sink water pour it in there Mm because like that's there's a line in the packet that's meant to be filled to and then you just pour it in like that's the easy way of doing it like there's the instructions say Interesting. but then on my tuesdays and thursdays so tomorrow uh i'll have i have more time until my first class so i'll go to i'll, I'll run in the morning and then i'll go to the gym and then when i come back i have breakfast and that breakfast will be hash browns eggs and uh slices of kiwi and oh, that's just like my perfect morning breakfast bro i miss hash browns i used to go to denny's and Dude. All I would get is just three orders of hash browns. Dude, it's so easy. Okay, well, I know you don't have the do, do you make ha- like, handmade? Like, are you shredding your potatoes down? 
I have before, but I buy the, like the like the pat like the packets at like like the grocery store just pick and save, mm-hmm. and you can get three big bags for five dollars, and that'll last me a month. Really? No way. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're huge. Bro, what's and a pick and save? Pick and save is like the equivalent of Jewel in Wisconsin, or the equivalent, or I guess like more. I guess it's more similar to Mariano's, but not as nice. And then like there's another place called Festival Foods that has like all the nice like pre-cooked food and like pre-seasoned meats and like they have just the widest variety it's a really interesting grocery store to be to if you ever have the chance to go you should okay or i'll take you sometime yes please but like i don't know my breakfast is very depending on the day the monday wednesday friday is usually just the oatmeal and then the tuesdays thursdays and weekends i make the bigger breakfast just because i have more time Mm -hmm. but really i could make the big breakfast every morning if i if i really cared but it's also just more cost efficient to kind of switch off Mm -hmm. yeah i don't know how much you know about like macronutrients and how much you should be like getting every day but how much protein should you be intaking in a day for somebody who's working out uh i mean the recommended amount from what i've heard and from what like my mom has told me being a nutritionist is a gram of protein for every pound that you weigh if you're trying to bulk, maybe a pound or a gram and a half or two grams per pound that you weigh, which is so hard to do. Two let alone grams the one per yeah, pound. Yeah, dude. Yeah. So like when like for Arnold Schwarzenegger what? said this, like when he was bulking and he weighed like two hundred something pounds, he would try to get like four hundred grams of protein in a day. He'd have six meals, chicken in every meal, eggs in the morning. Like it's it's nuts. It's so hard to do that, but it's like the most efficient way of doing it. If you just double if you double your weight in grams of protein, you're bound to gain weight and you're bound to put on a shit ton of muscle oh, if you're doing geez. it right. Okay. It's just, it's hard to eat that much and it's uncomfortable and it's expensive. Yeah, definitely. And what are, for you at least, what are your main sources of protein? Uh, eggs. I used to eat a lot of like nuts, so like almonds, cashews, that kind of nature. But I kind of got off because I kind of kind of got addicted, dude. I was getting, like, those mixed nuts, those mixed nut packages where, like, it was basically trail mix or, like, cashews and pecans all together. Mm-hmm. And I would just eat it nonstop all day. And mm-hmm. it was, like, bad. But other than that, protein, I get eggs. And I usually have at least one chicken breast a day and then protein shakes. And then other than that, like, those are the big ones. But you can get protein through a lot of other things. So, yeah. Um, but those are like the main factors. And I would say if you're, if you're on a budget, you should just eat a chicken breast a day, three eggs a day ish and a protein shake. And that's probably the best way you can yeah, do it. Yeah. I got to pick up eggs and uh, chicken breast cause I have, it's so cheap. Literally I like I have a protein shake and, uh, but I'm probably getting 50 grams of protein a day from peanut butter alone. Uh, which is probably really bad because <laughs> yeah. it's high on like fats and sugars and other things like that. Well, fats are good. Sugars not so much. At least like unless you're getting like the natural sugars from fruit. Mm-hmm. But I like I like peanut butter too, which is weird because I actually didn't love peanut butter up until like college. Uh, but I, I'll do a scoop of peanut butter in my protein shake along with a banana, along with the protein powder, and like depending on the powder you're using, that might be the most expensive part of your protein is the protein protein powder because eggs insanely cheap, chicken insanely cheap. And you can you just have to decide like how else you can get your protein other than those three main ways. Yeah, yeah. I have a couple of cans of tuna. That oh, I tuna's bought. great too. I I make tuna like for the, for the week. Like I will I'll just make a tuna salad and it'll be celery, tuna, mayonnaise, and I recently just ran out of venison. I used to slice up venison and put that in there too. 
Tuna's great too. Tuna's really good for you, and it's also insanely cheap. Now, let me ask you a question, Jason. Yeah. How do you open a can of tuna without a can, a can opener? opener. <laughs> <laughs> that has been the problem I've been facing. I asked my roommate. Go buy a damn can opener. I asked my roommate, right? And he's like, oh, yeah, I got one. And he gave me a bottle opener. <laughs> and, you yeah, know. What do I do this? <laughs> yeah, right. I was like, oh, okay, thanks. And I tried opening it. I just kind of like almost poked a hole through it. But that's about it. Um, but I was wondering if you knew any, you know, cool tricks with a knife or anything. No, I have. I bought a can opener and I have not looked back <laughs> as most people do. <laughs> I never opened my can of tuna. I'm like, if only I knew what it was like to not have a can opener. I actually have a screwdriver. I might be able to finesse something. If it's a flathead, hell yeah. No, it's it's a Phillips. Oh, I'm in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, anyways. Anyways, we're here. We're here today on april 12 2021 recording episode 11 and we just passed our 10 episode anniversary which kind of came quick because i know it may seem like it's flying by for the listeners but 10 weeks of doing this kind of went crazy fast uh aside from like how much work goes into it not like crazy amounts but definitely a lot of like creative planning that we've had to do along the way and like improvising and communicating with guests and whatnot it's been a blast, but the, you know the next ten are gonna be even better, and the next hundred are gonna be even phenomenal. Of course, of course. But I was thinking for our one hundred episode, for all of our loyal listeners, we'll do a giveaway. <laughs> one hundred episodes. You... Yeah, yeah. Where are we giving away? <laughs> We're gonna give them an Xbox. No, I'm kidding. That, Let's see. A hundred episodes is four weeks before our one year or our two-year anniversary we're gonna be doing this for over a year before we have our 100 episode yeah and i know the listeners are down for the for the marathon that we're gonna be running along the whole way oh of course of course but or we could raffle off like you make a guest guest appearance on an episode whether we want you or not (laughs) that could be awful or awesome (laughs) I'm both ways. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But welcome to uh, episode 11, and we're going to have a good time. Yeah, of course. Now, getting back into what we're kind of going over earlier, like, I'm here in Savannah for, I think, six more weeks after this week, and then I'm out. So I'm trying to get by with as little as possible. If I get a can opener, I know it's not, like, big or anything, but then I'm going to have to carry it back to Chicago, and then, like, wherever else I'm going I'll after. carry your can opener back. <laughs> Lug it <laughs> over your shoulder. Jesus. But... Like, I have one plate, one pot, one pan, one bowl, like, one fork, one spoon. Are you One serious? of everything. But it's it's kind of good, because if I'm, let's say I'm cooking, I, after I eat, I immediately have to wash my dishes, otherwise I'm not going to have anything to eat with for my next meal. So I'm always but on top of cleaning. How easy is it to just cleaning. wash the one thing every day? How, that's got to be, that can't be that hard. No, 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 it's not, but... I, I like it. I like having very minimal amounts of like silverware and dishes and things like that. Especially because our school's really strict with COVID and everything, so I can't have guests over. So they're not going to want like a glass of water. So it's okay. So this kind of ties into what I was hoping to touch on later. Mm-hmm. How many cups or bottles is too much in your home? Because I've had this conversation with my roommates. Because I don't personally, I don't drink water out of the glass ever. I use the same 
blender bottle every day. I'll wash it out like maybe twice, like like once a week, maybe twice, just because all the only thing that goes in it is water. So there's no point in washing it every day. So I just refill it with the Brita every day. Whereas like my roommates love using a different glass every time they pour a glass of water, and I'm like, what a waste. Like when when I move, they're I'm not want any of the cups. I want my blender bottle, and that's it. Yeah. But with like forks and all that, I'm like I kind of want like five forks maybe 10 forks and same with knives same with spoons same with bowls and plates maybe not bowls and plates because i'll only be feeding myself and i could probably do like three plates or whatever but some people like have to have their glass of water in a different glass every single time and that just sounds crazy to me yeah i understand the need for let's say a glass of wine and then like a glass for milk and then a glass for water but like five glasses for water, like no, it obviously depends so who you're living with, how many people are in your house. But I need one glass of water, and then anything else. Like right now, I just have my water bottle, like my plastic water bottle that I fill up like five times a day, and then I have one other glass that if I want to drink some juice, I'll put it in there. If I want to drink some lemonade, I'll put it in there, and that's it. See, I think I. I will have more wine glasses than I will anything else because that's something that is kind of like a formality. Like if you have people over and you have wine, like you're not going to share a wine glass or give them a blender bottle to put their <laughs> wine in. Like you have to give them a wine glass, like if unless you're a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> no, no offense to anyone that doesn't have their wine glasses. <laughs> I actually don't either. We use uh, mason jars for wine. But like down the road, that would make sense to have more wine glasses because, I mean, people, first off, most the most thing you should be consuming liquid wise is water. Mm-hmm. I mean, we talk about hydration, but like, I will have a mug for like hot chocolate and tea because I don't really drink coffee, at least not yet. And then I'll have my blender bottle for water. I'll have wine glasses, and then maybe I'll have like a mug or something for beer if I'm feeling fancy mm-hmm. or you know some along those lines. But like, I don't know. Do you think? Do you think there's just <laughs> just a waste of space and cabinets and water and dishwashers for all the stupid glasses of water that go down just when you could just be filling up your blender bottle like over and over again or like your your hydro flask i know you use a hydro flask it's just pointless i feel like a lot of people just have way too much stuff they hold on to every yeah. single thing like way too many clothes like there's some some shirts i didn't wear for three years i'm like <laughs> but there might be that day you are like, calling me hit, out right now. It just, it'll just hit different. But it never does. Just throw it out. Give it to someone who will actually wear it. Move on with your life. I've definitely been a lot better with getting rid of clothes recently. But, like, I think, like, two or three months ago, I had a good, like, 50-plus articles of clothing that I hadn't touched in over a year. Mm-hmm. And I finally put them all in a trash bag, brought them to Goodwill, or gave them away. Like, I give... Like, I gave... I had, like, oversized sweatshirts and oversized sweatpants that I thought were, like, cozy, but really, I looked at myself in the mirror, I was like, I look ridiculous. <laughs> so, so I gave them to my roommate, who's who's definitely larger than I am, so he now I see him wearing, like, my Eddie Bauer hoodie that's a double XL and, like, my my nice, like, gray jogger sweatpants that were way too big, for, big on me. The, all things I got from Goodwill that were just oversized, but I loved them too much to not buy them. And now I don't have them anymore, thank God, because they were just taking up pointless space in my closet. Mm-hmm. And I'm st- like, literally, every time I buy something, because, like, I don't know, at Nike, I'll usually buy, like, at least one thing. Eh, not one thing a week. I'll bu- Okay, we get, like, staff dress, so I get to, like, use 50% off once a month. So I'll use that every time I can. 
because it's too good of a deal not to. So whenever I buy clothes from anywhere, I have a rule. I have to throw at least one thing out, or at least one per item out. Like, everything I buy, I have to throw that many things out. Because I just have too much shit. And same with just, like, random knickknacks sitting around my room. <laughs> just pointless shit that I just don't need. And when I move, I'm sure I'll throw half of it out. Yeah. That's good. Well, that's what I like about moving, too. It's just like a fresh start. You've got all yeah. this clutter and all this mess that you've accumulated over the past six months to ten years or something. You could just let go of a lot of it. So, and I think college forces easy. you to do that, too. Because when you move into dorms, I mean, I never did, but I know you did. Mm-hmm. When you move into dorms, you have you don't you can't fit everything you had in high school or your old house like you can't bring it all to college fuck no you can bring your clothes and like the few little things that you need to live and then from there on out you kind of build off where you are now like in at your new school or dorm and that's that's probably good for people it's good to purge all your shit like my dad has moved five times in the past uh five or so years and he just moved again. I mean, I told you he moved downtown Chicago. He's got an apartment like in Gold Coast because he got a new job downtown, and he had to sell, I think like like sixty plus percent of all of his things because his place is a quarter the size it was before. Yeah, and he's just he has like all this shit that like is just gone. That like I'm gonna go there. I'm gonna be like, where's this? Where's that? I have no idea. He had to sell it. It's. It's good though. It's good. Yeah, you know? Downsizing. Definitely. It always feels good. Letting go. Moving on. Yeah. It could totally be hard though. Don't get me wrong. Oh yeah. I will say the rifting is something that I've been getting into a little bit more lately. Just because oh, yeah. I moved down to Savannah with <laughs> I was like, okay, what kind of clothes do I need? I'm gonna bring fourteen pairs of pants. 14 shirts and just 14 of everything right yeah because i was like i'll just do laundry every two weeks and i'll be good oh i'll do laundry five times that's it i'm done but you know i sometimes i change my outfit three times in a day because i'll be like wearing something to class then i'll go to the gym and then i'll be going to the bar like another class later on and so i'm running through my clothes a lot faster than i was expecting to and i also brought like 10 pairs of shorts and like two pairs of pants and like no cute shorts it's all like gym shorts so like when we would go to the bars i'd look so out of place so thrifted some cute (laughs) pants some cute shirts and everything and the thing about savannah you need clothes was that you need clothes like you're you're never no at least i don't i don't know many people do that wear the same clothes from when they get up in the morning till they go to bed yeah yeah it's very rare like that's just it's hard there's the thing about savannah is you're either you you could wear whatever you want you'll either be looked Uh, at like you could be wearing sweatpants and a sweatshirt and just be real goofy looking and they're like oh it's just an animation kit like whatever or you could be (laughs) super stylish wearing crazy colors and patterns and they're like oh yeah he's styling so it's really accepting here and that's something that's really refreshing you know it's not like that here um i wish it was because i definitely not like i dress radically at all but i have a more urban outfit usually or just i have a more urban closet in general but like dude the most the most common 
like outfit that you'll see people in Wisconsin, at least in Oshkosh, is jeans, flannel t-shirt or flannel shirt with a, like a white undershirt and then like a baseball hat on. And that's what like every motherfucker wears. <laughs> here. And like I'm sure if I if I come to Savannah, I'm gonna I won't see that once. Yeah, because people yeah. first off, it's just too hot there to wear more than one layer. At least for me, I would just be moist if I had more than one layer on anywhere that's over like 70 or 80 degrees whereas like here like most people have at least two layers on uh, unless it's summer but it just sucks because like everyone looks the same there's no variety in like the clothes that you see people wearing usually like if you go to a bar on a Saturday night at least in the winter everyone's wearing pants and a sweatshirt or pants and a flannel and that's it and most motherfuckers have like a baseball cap on <laughs> it's Wisconsin for you man yeah, totally. I'm not hating on it. It's just it would be nice to see some variety. Yeah, shake it up, dude. Kind of hating on Go it. Go to though. class in a crop top. <laughs> you know, get funky with it. I think I wore a cutoff once to class before COVID because it was actually like eighty something degrees, and I was kind of like just feeling it. I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna be confident and wear this to class," and I definitely got stared at way too much. <laughs> it sucked. Like, I, I wasn't, like, insecure about it, but I was like, can't these people, like, mind their own fucking business and let me wear what I want? Yeah. Or, like, I don't know, now when I go to the gym, I always wear a hoodie. I wear, like, a shirt and a hoodie, and I put my hood over, and I tie the knots. I tie the drawstrings so that I can just barely see out of it because I just, like, <laughs> like, I'm in this weird, I'm in this weird phase where, like, I love just over-sweating, like, when I'm working out at least. I want to leave the gym dripping sweat, and the best way to do that is just have another article of clothing on covering my head. Like, I'll leave the gym and my hair is soaked. And it, I love it. Like, I feel like I actually worked hard. And I am working hard regardless. It's just, like, you feel you feel the effects more. And then when you get home and you take a cold shower, it hits even better. And it's just kind of cool to to do that. And people at the gym definitely look at me like I'm some fucking depressed psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> but really, I'm just, like, I'm trying to sweat. Yeah. Leave it, me alone. It is a thing. Like, I've seen that a lot when I used to work out at L.A. There would always be those meatheads with just, like, the belt on over their hoodie super <laughs> yeah. strapped up and everything but yeah you know i got the sauna now so i just go there at the oh. end get a nice sweat on in there and that brings me into yeah. something that i want to talk about right whenever you see somebody in like the locker room or the sauna there's some people who are very comfortable with their bodies you know they got their genitalia dripping swinging left and right walking around oh right now <laughs> these people are always very old why do you think that is? Uh, I guess I have two answers. Okay. One of them, they are just so old that they could care fucking less that if they make anyone comfortable or if anyone has any thoughts about them. So they're just like, I'm going to do what makes me comfortable. And I guess the other is they're trying to seduce you. <laughs> They're like, if I show this young 20-year-old my cock and balls, maybe they'll come on to me. <laughs> because I think my dad told me this, that they used to swim naked in, like, their high school. Like, the boys and the girls what? would be separated. And he, they used to, like, go out and, like, swim naked in their high school. And that seems so crazy. Like, for P.E.? Yeah, for P.E. Right? What? I mean, I could be That's wrong. wild. Could be... Just but also, I would believe wrong, it if right? if your dad or my dad told me that. I would be like, like that's crazy, but I don't think you're lying. Yeah. <laughs> now, I 
like I can't imagine a world, let's say 40 years from now, where people still do the same thing. A lot of times if I see somebody who's a bit younger in the sauna, they're just going to be wearing their gym shorts instead of just a towel or something like that. Um, oh, well, I guess I should have mentioned I'm I'm not the guy that lets like my genitals hang out in the sauna, but like when I would go to the sauna or steam room um at Midtown when I lived back home, like I would just I would just throw on my towel and just go in there and like I would put another I would I would wet another towel and put that over my head and just look down at the ground and I would just be in like a towel on that. Yeah. And I was I was super comfortable with that. I didn't care like it would be packed a couple of times. There would be like me and like six other guys in there. And it's not like I was uncomfortable just because I would mind my own business, but there was a few times that like you just hear like the two old fucks having a weird conversation next to you and like they may like draw like, you know, try to drag you into it somehow. Mm-hmm. And it's like not like I'm against like talking to the old guys or like, you know, them like shooting the shit with me. It's just I'm not in there to socialize at all. Mm-hmm. I don't want to socialize yeah. when I'm in there. I want to just be in my own headspace and like just fucking sit in silence more it's more like i don't know therapeutic that way i if anybody is in the sauna i will not go in there seriously dude no you gotta just do it just go in i really it's if they start talking to you just like do some sign language and act like you can't fucking talk to them it's so like indescribable of, like why i won't go in there first off there's two scenarios Try. that i do Depends on how I'm feeling, but I'm either going to go in there for like five minutes or go in there for like five or 10 to 15 minutes. And if I'm really in my mood and I want to have music on, then that's going to be like the five minute session. I'm going to have my headphones on in there, like with my phone and everything. Um, But if I'm in there for like 10 or more minutes, then my phone's going to overheat and I can't do that. Yeah, I was going to say, I would never bring my phone in either the steam room or sauna. Steam room, definitely not. Steam room because it gets moist, yeah. But... Yeah, sauna. I love the steam room, but I think I like the steam room better than the sauna. Really? That that's something that I because the sweating, dude. I don't know what it is. I love to just sweat it all out. I feel like I get that more in a steam room. I feel like steam room. They're just doesn't it like mist on you? Doesn't steam and just like spray water on you? You're not actually sweating. You're just getting drenched and. Oh, it's hot as shit in there too, dude. It's just as hot as the sauna. It's just wet instead of dry. I don't. That's literally the only difference. Steam steam is wet, and sauna is dry. It's the same heat though. I just can't get behind it. I like the aesthetic, the warm wooden like benches and everything rather than like a tile I, yeah. floor. That is nice. Yeah, it's a bit different there. But going back to the sauna, like it's it's kind of like a hallway that like goes to the right, goes to the left, and then there's two doors. One goes into the sauna, one goes into the steam room. And the only way to see is if I walk straight up to the door. So I'll go up to the door, peek my head in, See if someone else is in there. And see if anybody's in there. And it probably looks really weird that I'm just kind of like snooping into the sauna. And if there is somebody, I kind of like dart away and pretend I was never there. I think you got to get past that, dude. You just got to go in there. It's your own thing. I don't know. I just can't. I just can't be in what there. What if I was in there? Oh, what if I was in oh, there? Yeah. Would you still yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to go in with uh, my friend that I used to work at LA Fitness So it's with. not other people. And it's it, was, strangers. it was a great time. Yeah. I think just being in like a one-on-one scenario in something that is so private to me you know i'm yeah just kind of alone in there I, I feel very vulnerable if me and you were in there i could go in there with anybody else but okay that's good you could go in with friends okay. yeah yeah i yeah. think i'm just so desperate maybe i would agree at one point or another but i'm just so desperate to have either of those um 
that I would go in there no matter who's in there. Like, literally, Kim Jong-un could be in there, and I would be like, what's up, bro? I think I would have to go in. Or fucking anyone. That's so... <laughs> like, I would, I would have to, because I just, like, I remember how nice it was to go to the gym, get a great workout in, go in the steam room or sauna, and then hit the shower, and I would be a newborn baby when I come out. Like, I would literally have the best mindset coming out of the gym if I got to do that. And I miss that so much. It is nice. And I think if I can get that, like, wherever I end up, like, my body my body is just going to be in peak condition, and I'm going to be happier if I can get those things. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure you would. It is just, it's so nice. I love it. The place where I'm at. I agree. It's like downtown, too. I have to walk an hour every day to go to the gym. Sometimes I'll take a bus <laughs> if there's one outside. That, I that's it, so but. far, dude. You can't. Oh, yeah, you need a bike. You need a bike. Oh, cut your my trip gosh. You ready for this? That would, that for would this. cut your trip in a quarter. Me and my buddy ordered bikes off Amazon a couple weeks ago, right? Oh, you got them? I got an email yesterday. Oh, God. Hey, okay. uh, sorry for the inconvenience, but your bike's on back order. His bike isn't on mm. back order. It's only my bike. We ordered the bike at the exact same time, so I'm not going to get a bike. Same bike? Same bike, same dealer off of Amazon, right? But they're like, oh, hey, really? sorry, we ran out. But they could told me this like two weeks ago when I ordered it. But they had to wait mm-hmm. till like the day it was supposed to be like arriving until they told me. So now if I order one, it's not gonna come to like week six, and then I'm only gonna have four weeks left to like ride a bike. So I'm just not gonna get a bike anymore. Oh, that sucks. But it's okay because you know I love Savannah. I love walking, getting some color finally in my life. So it's beautiful. Yeah, dude. Well, first off, the sun. Like I, I, it's different when you're biking because you're putting some more, you're like exerting more energy. So you're going to swell a little bit, which is great, mm-hmm. but th- you're getting more hours in the sun. If you think about it, the sun is a drug that is a powerful motherfucker. <laughs> and I would do anything to just have the sun out on me every day. Like it really is crazy how much we rely on the sun. Like, yeah, at least, at least myself, I need it to be happy. You need it for vitamin D and if you stare at it, you go blind. <laughs> like, it's a weird fucking element in our world is the sun. Yeah. It's. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's enough. I think. I think. But what's, what's even more important mm-hmm. is water. Oh. How much water do you think you drink a day? Right now? You could just say like six bottles or, or like half a gallon or a gallon or like whatever you think it is. Nine tenths of a gallon. So you you know the math behind it. Yeah, yeah, yes, I do. <laughs> okay, good. I th- I think. Well, I know there's a weird like I've seen on TikTok and Instagram, and it's like it's usually girls, sometimes guys, where it's like, oh, I forgot to drink water today. <laughs> like it's like this like like skeleton of a girl that looks <laughs> like she just needs a fucking <laughs> sip of water. <laughs> like people need to be drinking more water. Like. My brother kind of got me on this. Like he was doing this gallon a day thing too, which is what I've been doing. So it's about it's about seven, seven and a quarter uh, of my blender bottle. So it's 128 fluid ounces, and my blender bottle is 18 or whatever. So it's about seven times. And literally every day for the past like week, I've been writing a tally mark whenever I finish <laughs> um, one blender bottle of water. And then when I go and fill it and drink it again, I do another tally mark and I get to seven every day. Sometimes I'll get to eight. Sometimes I make it to six. Mm-hmm. But I'm trying to meet that one gallon a day. And it's like, it 
it has a lot to do with how good you feel on a daily basis. And if you look it up, the the improvements that it does for you is it regulates your body temperature, it keeps your joints lubricated, it prevents infections, it delivers nutrients to cells, and keeps your organs functioning properly. And beyond that, it improves your sleep quality, your cognition, and your mood. So if you are drinking enough water a day, all of those huge factors in your everyday life are already improved. First off, the sleep quality has been huge for me. I will drink a full blender bottle of water right before bed, and the first thing in the morning, I drink another. And I feel like I just wake up more refreshed. I get better sleep. I'm like, just kind of like waking up easier where I don't have to like roll around in bed for 20 minutes to get up. I can just get up right away. And people need to realize, like, I get it. You want your morning coffee, and like, you might forget to drink water because you're having coffee. But the water could also do you a lot of good with that, too. And you're going to be peeing a lot, but just get over it. No, no. Good good way to take a break. Peeing, I think, is the greatest part about drinking so much water. Let's say you're you're peeing like twice a day. It can be annoying. Triple the amount of water you're drinking, and you're going to wake up and just have to pee. It's going to get you out bed. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. great. I'm always at my desk working. You know, sometimes they tell you, get up, stretch your arms, go go for a quick walk. Having the pee is gonna make me do that over and over. Yeah, you again. have no choice. And, but to get and I always up. feel great when I get up for a minute, and so it's kind of like yeah, a reminder. That's a good to way of thinking about get it. Going, you know, get stuff done. So you ever wake up in the morning and like not like you're in pain, but you like have to pee so bad that you might be in pain soon. every morning. Yeah, <laughs> I have a very small bladder. I know that, and so you might too. But I will wake up and I am like. I'm like curled over because I like am like still half asleep, but like I have to pee so bad <laughs> that I'm like rolling around and I'm like, oh fuck, I'm getting up now because <laughs> I have to pee. And then my day starts because I got up and it's great. There's, I think before I came to SCAD, I was really just careless about my nutrients and what I was inputting into my body. And so I was probably drinking 40 ounces of water a day, which is under like, a lot of people think it's, it's like eight, a, eight glasses water per day which maybe like that's the doctor's recommended whatever but if you're exerting a lot more um energy and you're like sweating you're gonna need to refill even more than that so mm-hmm. now that i've been like doubling that and drinking like a hundred ounces every single day i've just been moving so much more and i love it yeah uh it, it feels good to i don't know just taking care of your body in general feels so good yeah. And, like, don't get me wrong, it's nice to slack off every now and then and, like, I don't know, either drink too much than you maybe should or, you know, have a shitty meal every now and then. It's good to treat yourself. But, like, the majority of my days, I'm 100% keeping, like, good care of my body. It includes eating well, drinking well, and sleeping well. Like, the sleep is huge. If I don't, I am definitely that person that gets really cranky if I don't sleep well. Like, not so much, like, waking me up in the middle of the night, but if I didn't get the right amount of sleep for what I need to do the next day, I'm going to be an asshole. <laughs> and I think that's just because I I do a lot in my days, so the days that I can't get that sleep, it really affects me. Yeah, makes sense. Real quick, um, do you ever have flavored water? Ooh. No, no, I don't. Never. N- you like have you tried any or you just don't usually do it consistently yes i think i've they used to have flavored waters at my you've probably had lemon water oh yeah definitely had lemon water but they used to have flavored water like huge things that you could just like pour in your drink at my old dining halls um 
and they would have like pineapple lemon water they have strawberry water they'd have like a bunch of different fruits some of them were good some of them were bad but i could always get behind lemon water i've never heard of strawberry water i've heard of pineapple water but i've consistently i've been consistently drinking cucumber water Mm. and i used to drink orange like you just do orange slices in your water and i've done lemon water a ton too but the cucumber water i love you just first off cucumbers are also insanely cheap you can get a whole cucumber for like 49 cents or something like that at the grocery store and that'll last me like two weeks for putting cucumbers in my water and you just put a few slices each time and like i'll just leave it in throughout the whole day sometimes two days and it just it makes your water more exciting to drink. Like, if we're talking about how much you should be drinking water, you might get sick of the old flavor of water. It's the same thing every time. Mm-hmm. You put a little bit of lemon or cucumber, orange, or anything in it, it's definitely going to improve your uh, experience of drinking that much water, especially if you're drinking a lot. But, like, I I literally was so happy when I started putting cucumbers in my water. Really? I just went straight to Twitter and just tweeted in all caps, CUCUMBER WATER. <laughs> because <laughs> so i was like oh my god this is amazing like who who didn't who's holding this back this information back for me all this time i love it oh my gosh it does it taste just like a cucumber totally okay but not like not like so much that it's like you're eating like a straight cucumber it's just a it's a faint flavor but it's it's definitely there and it's enjoyable and it definitely has some health benefits to it too if you're adding fruit to your water mm-hmm. Maybe I'll start grabbing some lemons or limes or something. Ooh! I think orange is the best. Okay. It's Ooh. it's hard. it's the kind of like the most annoying to slice up every single day. I've got oranges in my fridge right now, so I might Ooh. might do that tonight. But oh, it's okay. So Jason, Tesla is I've heard of it. Kind of a big deal, and one of the main features that they've been known for is their ai self-driving things like that we could get into a little bit more depth about ai and its future later on but have you heard of the trolley problem um briefly you can explain it yeah yeah so you are given a scenario where you are by a lever on a train track and this or on a trolley track and this trolley is about to hit five people on this track now you have the opportunity to pull the lever and switch the track so it only hits one person so the dilemma here is are you going to take responsibility of killing somebody and possibly get charged with something like manslaughter or are you going to just sit by and let five people die um personally i don't know i think I don't know, I definitely, like, I bet most people's answer is let the one person die and you take responsibility for it. Well, first off, most people aren't going to think that they're responsible for it. They're going to think, well, I saved five, and that might not be heard in, you know, like, a court of law or whatever. Um, but I I think my overall, like, ethical and morals, moral values would take over, and I'd be like, all right, one person dies for, versus five people die. And I wouldn't even think about whose fault it was. Um and I think that's the answer that most people would give you. But what is the what is the direct analogy or correlation to Tesla? So first off, I think in a real life situation, ninety five percent of people wouldn't pull that lever. They would really? walk away and not like the whole bystander effect. If you see somebody on the side of the road clearly struggling, there's going to be a hundred cars that pass them before one person even slows down to ask them if they need help, right? A lot of people uh, are just 
in their own headspace. <laughs> yeah. They want to just do their own stuff, and they really don't care about anybody else. And it's kind of shitty, but there are there are a lot of good people out there who will help and will pull the lever to save that one person. But but well, okay. Sorry, here's here's just my quick input. But okay, not helping someone on the side of the road is completely different from you know knowing that people are about to die. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, but with Tesla, right? This is, I mean, for any like self-driving car company, anything like that. Let's say the Tesla can't stop. Let's say there's something that, because you will be presented with a situation if the car is going 60 miles per hour and there is a family of five just walking across the highway, the car can't just stop on a dime and make everybody safe. So what should the car do? If there's a family just walk right in front of it, the options, right, that the car would be able to do is crash the car and kill the driver or hit the five people, right? Oh. Now, when Tesla's advertising their car, what do you think that they would say? Hit the five people. What was that? And you want me to give you, I would say it hits the the family or hits the five people and keeps their driver safe. Because they're selling their car to the driver, not to the people walking across the street. Absolutely. They will kill a hundred people to save the yeah. driver. Because they're selling it to, yeah. the, to the driver. It's a whole marketing thing. No, totally. Dude, okay, there's so many. Since my consumer behavior class has started, it's hard to bring it up in the spur of the moment. But, like, there's just so many things about, like, like how consumers behave and, like, the trends in marketing that all that apply to like so many companies and so many things like the insights that you can take from it and i i want to have a a better presentation for it another time but like i notice those things so much more and like the insights that you can get from that and like i feel like that's like a huge thing for at least all car brands is like they don't care what anyone thinks other than the buyer for their car Mm -hmm. like if they find that like there's a family that this happened this really did happen and like one person survived to tell the story and they're thinking oh i'm gonna sue tesla tesla is gonna take the side of or, or whoever was in the car tesla is gonna take the side of their customer not the person they got their family destroyed like yeah. that's that's just basic like customer loyalty like you're you're gonna be loyal to the people that pay you for your product versus the people that suffered from it that's just obvious absolutely but i feel like ai like how Question I have: How is car insurance going to work when you don't even drive your own car anymore? Man, if I knew anything about car insurance right now, I wish I could get <laughs> into depth there. But I've gotten no you don't idea. even know how it works right. with you driving your own car. Liability, I don't know. Deductible, you know, I could throw words around, but fuck <laughs> premiums. Yeah, like right. I know, um, but like, do you think that it will be the same, where like you have to pay the same car insurance, maybe less, because you're not driving anymore? Or is this like a thing where like you're technically not liable anymore because let's be honest, you didn't even drive the damn car. I think in in the future it'll definitely be a lot cheaper. If everything's automated, there's no human error at that point. It's all just going to be. Or will will car insurance just be completely gone? Will it just be like there's no reason for it? We'll just mitigate it. It'll never be gone because. It's a huge corporation. It'll never be gone because obviously it's huge. And also, I don't think uh, man-driven or gas cars will ever fully go away. Yeah. At least not in our lifetime. Yeah. Um, like NASCAR, bro? That's just not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> what, if, 
What if what if they had NASCAR but for Teslas and they're just all <laughs> oh, autonomous? Oh. <laughs> That'd be just interesting. Fucking RC cars. I mean, with video games, there's like fighting video games where you just see like two uh, AI robots just fighting each other, and sometimes it's really interesting because they do everything so perfectly and to such a dime that it's really incredible yeah. to watch sometimes. So that's true. Yeah, maybe not NASCAR where it's just like the Indy 500 where it's 500 laps around the same. But, That'd be uh, so funny. <laughs> but to just watch like a like a fucked on a Tesla's just driving circles, <laughs> no one's even manning them. It's just like, what are we here for? <laughs> this is dumb. It would be interesting. It'd be kind of like horse racing at that point. You know, obviously there's oh my god stuff yeah. that goes into horses, but at the end of the day, if a horse just wants to you know slack off for two seconds of the race yeah. it changes everything so it'd be more like marbles yeah, yeah <laughs> it'd honestly. be more like racing marbles <laughs> you have no control um but tesla with automated driving is trying to really get into the trucking industry obviously if they oh yeah i love that master their self-driving software truckers the job will be eradicated i could see easily within the next 20 years or so because if which i'm okay with i am too because first off i mean not like i know any truck drivers but like i kind of like feel for them the way i feel for like how the taxi industry is just dead like like not like they had any control over how fucking crazy of a like industry impact like uber was gonna make or what tesla's gonna make to the trucking world like they don't have a they don't have a choice other than to just accept defeat because there's no way the mass armada of taxi drivers is going to overthrow Tesla. Mm-hmm. And but like let's be honest, Tesla's going to make it more efficient. It's going to they're going to make it more sustainable and they're going to make it cheaper. Yeah. So why would we not do it? There's a lot. Like getting into computer science or any sort of programming is so beneficial right now just because you're it's going to be used to take jobs or in like my field I could make my own tools and basically self-automate my job so that if I could tell my boss that I'm working 40 hours a week when in reality I automate it myself so I'm working five hours a week and getting paid 40 hours a week so you know I wonder how many people did that like um in the early world like I guess in the earlier days of like excel or just like accounting where like they could easily just write a program that just you know takes all these numbers from different files puts them all together and gets you what you need out of it and people were probably like, st- I bet this happened. Like, I don't actually know. I'm just pulling this out of my ass. But like, where they could just automate their job and their boss doesn't even know. And they think that they're doing it the old fashioned way. But really, they programmed something to do it for them. Oh, yeah, totally. There's, I mean, IT, just the IT department nowadays, people who are like the head of their IT teams, a lot of times they're the laziest people because nobody could check yeah. in on them. If somebody asked them what they yeah. did that day, they could just say a bunch of like technical gibberish and that's it, you know? You're going to make, okay, yeah, there's no checks and balances because yeah. everyone's like hoping that they just <laughs> did what needed to be done and they did it the best way and they did, but they kind of did it in a way where they did the least work. Yeah, so it's smart. It's definitely like smart. I've, field I've heard programmers or like I guess computer scientists hate when they're associated with IT though. Because mm-hmm. IT isn't technically like if you're a programmer or you know like you code yeah. for some websites, you're not considered IT. Yeah, no, 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 no. IT and, like, is they they take offense to it. Yeah, yeah. IT could it's a lot more like hardware and electronics and uh, coding. Yeah. Computer science tends Ser- to lead server, to yeah, server maintenance. Yeah, um, stuff like that, like software development, all that. 
but <clears throat> so Jesse yeah I know you really struggle with this um, making your bed thing because it's pretty nasty how bad your bed looks right uh, now. for the viewers we actually had to turn off our cameras Jason has no idea how my bed looks right now uh, I saw it <laughs> earlier it was a mess all right well you know anyways go ahead go ahead fine i don't have to defend myself do you do you usually make your bed yes and why do you make your bed forcing myself to get into a habit like that jump off the bed it's kind of like the first task once i do it i feel good first thing in the morning right i've completed something something simple but i've completed a task and then at the end of the day it's so much nicer to slide in under the covers to a fully made bed than to just go into your room to a bundled pile of sheets and pillows you know exactly you you just you you took everything i was gonna say but <clears throat> it's like more based off what you said in the big on the beginning it's that first task that you completed for the day and it only motivates you to complete more tasks like if there's a morning where I don't make my bed, I probably didn't then make myself breakfast. I probably didn't go for a run. I probably didn't go to the gym just because I didn't get that first goal completed. Mm. And if I can, if I can like, you know, easily put myself in those shoes where it's a habit and every morning I'm like, all right, time to make my bed. Don't even have to think about it. I just do it. First off, rule, rule for life. If it takes less than 60 seconds, do it now. Yeah. Like you don't, you don't need to fucking put off, put making your bed for an hour it's gonna take you less than 60 seconds and if it takes you more than 60 seconds you probably don't have arms <laughs> <laughs> like, it's it's fucked up when like not just for making your bed but like if you put off something that takes less than 60 seconds that is just pure laziness yeah brushing your teeth i mean i know you're supposed to, you're supposed to brush your teeth for two minutes or whatever but i mean i don't <laughs> but like just do it do it right in the moment because it's it's not going to make a big difference out of your day unless you're literally late for work or class or something very important and you're like okay i just cannot make my bed because i'm already super late as is it happens but if you're in a consistent regimen you can afford to make your bed that within 30 seconds every day like it's it's not hard at all and it's just like why not have a, a healthy clean habit to get into totally agree now running late that puts people into such a bizarre mind state it's yeah it, it's unfathomable to me right it, like people are like shoving you they get in such a panic if you're if you're like blowing a red light to get somewhere that's going to save you what 20 30 seconds if you're already late yeah. like people be i've been an hour late to class and like i'm freaking out like i'm <laughs> but like if i'm an you're hour sweating. late i could come two hours late and it's not gonna make a difference i'm absent or i'm late you know yeah because if you're what's the difference of being 10 minutes late versus an hour late because if you're like anywhere around like five minutes late it's like it's pretty lenient usually but if you're 10 minutes late versus an hour late it doesn't matter you're you're fucking late yeah so and like just the the jerk like i don't know the the journey the way your journey is altered when you're late like it affects so much like let's say like uh, if if you just have a lot to do that day, but you got to go to the grocery store, you're gonna really consider where you park, how close you park to the store, how close you park to like the cart, the little cart caddies where you put all your carts at the end. You're gonna consider where you're going and what you're getting in the store, and then you're probably gonna go to self checkout because you know you can go at your own pace and you have more control over it unless you have a ton of items. So versus not being late, 
you're going to casually park wherever is most convenient and then you're going to walk into the store at your own pace and you're going to take your time to pick out what's best and then you're going to go to checkout have small talk with like whoever the clerk is and other stuff is going to happen along the way versus when you're in a rush you are all gas no brakes full steam ahead whatever it takes to get to your next place on time yeah yeah it's just you just gotta take a breath you know it's not that deep we all gotta take a breath dude yeah for real like everyone like like i'm myself included like when people are really anxious about something that day or like just you know they don't have time to breathe like you're just kind of like send yourself up for anxiety or depression or whatever because then like your whole day you're just you know increased heart rate you like like foggy state of mind like let's just all sit and like inhale and exhale take a breath silence is peace like who cares i think we should end or start a podcast with like a quick like two minute meditation just breathing exercises i think that'd be really relaxing I could go over a breathing exercise. It's called the Wim Hof method. We don't have to do it now, but it's is definitely really useful. And I've only done it a few times because I usually just do simple meditations like clearing my mind. Mm-hmm. But if you do meditations on like breathing techniques, it makes it you get more out of it. But it's it's harder for sure, and you have to put a lot more effort into it. Yeah, I think definitely write that down. And we could table it for next week, but I would love to cool. do that. Okay. My movie recommendation for the week is one of the most depressing and tear-jerking and just emotion-filled movies I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. It was done beautifully. It's actually on Apple TV, which I don't even have. Ooh. My roommate has. But you can get a one-month free subscription and cancel it right away and watch this beautiful movie. Um, Didn't get the best reviews, but can you just take my word for it? Because... It is fucking nuts. It is so sad. It's Tom Holland, you know, Spider-Man. Um, and then you might remember her from Big Time Rush. Ciara <laughs> Bravo. She was the little sister in, in Big Time Rush. But, like, okay, so quick, quick rundown. It's basically Tom Holland's main character. But he's um, a college dropout. And then he goes into the army. And then that leads to PTSD, which then leads to whole lot of other stuff that goes on down the road but the overall like portrayal of the movie of like how your life plays out and what it what each decision you make can lead to is just insane and it's very it's a pretty movie like i like actually like beautiful like the colors that it portrays the emotions it makes you feel um but also really sad um i don't know how else to put it other than that I think it was something you watch with like a significant other or maybe just alone. But don't be surprised when you hate me for the way it makes you feel. It makes you feel dirty and sad. Ooh. So you're going to go to bed probably pretty depressed. But that's kind of what I look for in movies. It's movies that make you feel kind of shitty. All right. All right. Because it's hard for directors and writers to put that into a movie. Like It takes a lot of work to make someone feel that way. Yeah. I think just conveying any sort of feeling through a movie is really totally. powerful that's exactly what it is yeah. versus like the you know the avengers movies like don't get me wrong they're awesome movies really badass but like they're not meant to make you feel a certain way they're meant to entertain you and just make you feel like ooh, cool i mean okay. at the end of infinity war man everybody was pretty okay yeah pretty tr- true true well end game end game and, and infinity war both but yeah i guess those are those are special movies yeah. 
but like you know those type of movies where it's just like ooh superheroes yeah anyway but yeah that is my movie recommendation cherry it came out this year and uh it's on apple tv awesome thank you jason thank you everybody for listening make sure to check out our instagram at jsi podcast twitter at jsi podcast and if you have any questions or inquiries you could feel free to email at us at jsi podcast at gmail.com thank you for listening and we'll catch you guys next week bye-bye Oh, 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 oh,